This is Expert Insights, Physician Views and News, a podcast with the nationally recognized physicians at the Christ Hospital Health Network. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. The Christ Hospital Health Network is proud to welcome Dr. Rod Flynn. Dr. Flynn is a surgical oncologist and brings extensive experience and a new treatment focus to the Christ Hospital Health Network. We're going to be discussing HIPEC today, or hyperthermic intraperitoneal chemotherapy. Welcome to the show, Dr. Flynn. Let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your philosophy of care. Thank you very much for having me today. Right, so my name is Rod Flynn, and I have been in practice uh, for about 14 years, um, and for the last nine or so years, I've been focusing specifically on cancer. Um, I received my fellowship in surgical oncology back in 2004 from the University of Pittsburgh, and that is really where I became enamored with the concept of cytoreductive surgery and HIPEC. Uh, the reason being is because this is a disease process that has traditionally been known as the open and close situation where a patient has some type of uh, GI malignancy and they're taken to the operating room and uh, for a resection of their primary tumor and then the patient gets opened up and they're found to have an inordinate amount of cancer there and then they get closed back up and uh, they're told that there's nothing that can be done other than chemotherapy and then they're just given a very uh, globally a poor prognosis. And so with this technique of cytoreductive surgery and HIPEC, we are able to provide patients, on the contrary of being given uh, a, essentially a death sentence, we, are, we have been able to give them hope that they would not have imagined that they would have had uh, prior to the advent of this technique. So what are the type of cancers that you are looking at that HIPEC may be used for? Okay, well, it was first used in the 1980s for cancer of the appendix. There are, major, there are two major categories. One of them is what we call pseudomyxoma peritonei, which is a very bland type of mucinous debris that uh, usually emanates from an appendix that is ruptured, and that and it disseminates this mucinous or jelly-like substance within the abdominal cavity, and a lot of people will call that jelly belly. And so in the 1980s, this technique of debulking, or what we now call cytoreduction, which means reduction of cells or destruction or elimination of cells. So I'll use the term cytoreduction um, synonymously with debulking. So back in the 80s, these appendiceal tumors uh, were treated with cytoreductive surgery and this heated intraperitoneal chemotherapy. And what they were finding was that patients could live literally decades uh, without a significant recurrence of their disease. So that's the kind of the model uh, that's been used since that time. It's been extrapolated to many other types of malignancies to include colon, uh, stomach cancer, and also um, this uh, rarer disease called diffuse malignant peritoneal mesothelioma. You hear a lot of that mesothelioma uh, hype uh, when it comes to lung cancers and exposure of asbestos. But it turns out that the same membrane that lines the lung cavity also lines the abdominal or peritoneal cavity. And so you can see um, mesothelioma of the abdomen. And actually, HIPEC works quite well with that particular disease process. And also a bit more controversial is its use in ovarian cancer, 
because what you find in ovarian cancer is about 75% of these patients present with a disseminated form of this disease where you have, um, it's almost as if the tumor exploded in the abdomen. And traditionally, that's been treated with debulking and intravenous chemotherapy. But again, uh, we believe in the HIPEC world that HIPEC should also be considered in these patients, at least for their recurrences after they've been treated with the conventional uh, debulking and intravenous chemotherapy. So these are cancers that have spread to the lining surfaces of the abdominal cavity, yes, from other primary type cancers, but have not spread outside that peritoneal cavity. That's correct. So then explain to the listeners a little bit about what HIPEC actually is and how this heat, this type of chemotherapy works in conjunction with the surgery and the cytoreduction surgery that you were discussing. Absolutely. So again, real quickly, the mechanism of what, of what we see is, first of all, the diagnosis is what we call carcinomatosis or peritoneal metastases. And as you alluded to, what basically happens, just imagine uh, an intra-abdominal organ, like say the stomach. What happens is that these cancers grow on the inner lining of, this, of the stomach or these other intra-abdominal organs. And what happens is that they, in a lot of cases, will grow radially from the inside and kind of push their way to the outer surface of that organ. And then from there, it's as if the cancer just explodes and it drops these implants all throughout the abdominal cavity or the peritoneal cavity. For lack of a better metaphor, I always refer to the peritoneal, to that peritoneal lining as like a trash bag that lines the trash can. And so imagine a tumor exploding, if you will, and then seeding all over that lining. So that's kind of the mechanism of what happens. And so in our technique, what we do is we don't just open and close those patients. A lot of times we, most of the times we get these patients um, on referral after they've been opened and closed, which is okay. By the way, a lot of people say that once the air hits it, it goes haywire. That's really an old myth and that's not really how these cancers work. But anyway, at that point, we will see the patient, and then we do our own assessment to make sure that they're a candidate, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. If they so fit the description, then we take them to the operating room with the express intentions of being able to remove all of the visible disease, and that can that means not only the primary, so if it's a stomach cancer, we remove the part of the stomach that is involved, but then we explore the entire abdominal cavity and any area that's peppered with these little nodules, we will remove. Sometimes if a piece of organ has a confluence of these nodules, then we'll have to resect a piece of that organ. For example, the spleen is often just lined with these cells and we'll have to remove those. Sometimes the small intestine, what we call the greater omentum, which is this fatty apron that drapes the abdomen and other areas. So our goal is to remove all visible tumor. The other thing I would mention is that a lot of times we get these patients after they've already had multiple operations, so we must begin when we get into the abdomen by lysing or dividing all the scar tissue to expose literally every surface of the abdominal cavity. That's important because then later when we uh, distribute the chemotherapy, we want it to hit every nook and cranny. So anyway, we go in there, we remove all of the visible cancer that's there. And this can take anywhere from five hours to my longest has been 17 and a half hours. 
and we painstakingly go through every nook and cranny of the abdominal cavity and try to remove all of the visible tumor. Then once we've done that, then we apply this heated chemotherapy. Uh, what we do, it's almost like a heart bypass circuit where we hook them up to this machine and we bring tubing that goes from the patient to the machine and then there's a second set of tubing that goes from the machine back to the patient. So we circulate fluid, usually about three liters, three and a half liters of fluid, and then we get there, we do this to heat their body up to a certain temperature, and it's usually between 41 and 42 and a half degrees centigrade. And then once we've gotten their body to, a, to that steady state temperature, then we apply the chemotherapy, and we manual, and then what we do is we then close just the skin leave those catheters in there, and we do what's called a shake and bake. So we just kind of manually with our hands just kind of jostle the abdomen a little bit um, to get all that chemotherapy distributed. This process alone takes about 90 minutes. Some people do 100 minutes, but at our institutions, we've done them for uh, traditionally for about 90 minutes. Then we undo the skin sutures, and we drain all the chemotherapy out. And then if we've resected a piece of, say, intestine, it's like a piece of pipe. Say you got a bad pipe, you take a piece out, and then ultimately you're going to splice the pipe back together. Well, we leave the piece out when we're doing the chemotherapy because we want all the edges to be bathed in that chemotherapy. Then after we've drained it all out, then we'll put the plumbing back together, whatever we had to remove, and then we take one more look, make sure everything looks clean and dry, and then we get out of there and close the abdomen. At what point do you know that it's working for the patient? Is there is there a way that you can tell whether or not it got into those nooks and crannies? And we don't have a lot of time, Dr. Flynn, but, you know, speak about what happens after HIPEC for the patient and what you would like other physicians to know about this as a treatment option and when to refer. Okay, absolutely. So we what we do is after we do the surgery, uh, then we... We follow them up. Sometimes their hospital courses can be uh, relatively long. We're talking maybe up to a couple of weeks is usually the average time, maybe a little bit less, just depending on how much cancer that they had there. Um, And then after that, we just follow them. They do traditionally go back on chemotherapy, but the advantage of doing this debulking or cytoreductive surgery and the HIPEC is that now instead of traditionally these patients being opened and closed and then going on chemotherapy indefinitely until they can't tolerate it anymore or it stops working. We, with doing this procedure, we extirpate all the cancer, and then now there is some light at the end of the tunnel for these patients because now once we've gotten it all out, then then they need a short course of chemotherapy, relatively speaking, and then after that, they're free unless the cancer comes back. So then we just follow them with serial CAT scans every three months and we get to every six months and ultimately yearly. So the take-home message is that for this, for this subset of patients that previously uh, was told that they had no hope and that they'd be on chemotherapy indefinitely, we are now able to provide patients with an alternative to that, which begins with hope. And in a subset of patients that are selected carefully, we can prevent them from dying of the classic sequelae that they do in these particular cancers, which is bowel obstruction. So patients, they get cancer all over. You're not able to get it out. They're on chemotherapy, and then their bowels block. Uh, Then they die of pretty much vomiting, abdominal pain, bloating, and starvation. 
So if we can keep that cancer out of their abdomen for as long as possible, then we have won in that particular case. We've beaten that disease. And that's what we look for, the home run. Thank you so much, Dr. Flynn, for being with us today. It's really great information and such an amazing technique. You're listening to Expert Insights, Physician Views and News with the Christ Hospital Health Network. More information on Dr. Flynn and all of the Christ Hospital physicians is available at tchpconnect.org. That's tchpconnect.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.